0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager, and I'm Jared Mizerek and today we are joined by Shippensburg cross country and track runner Cade Rush. Cade, thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Pleasure to be here. So we've been doing some interviews on the podcast. We're going to try and change it up a little bit. We have a few questions here for Cade, but mm-hmm. we're just going to kind of go through with a almost a conversation style interview. So yeah. it should be fun. Um, first off, what got you into the sport of running? Uh, so growing up, I played every sport I've
1: older sister, older brother, younger brother. We played every sport. I started out playing soccer when I was five, started wrestling when I was six, football, baseball, every sport all year round. Um, as I got kind of older into like, uh, upper levels of wrestling, like fifth grade, sixth grade. You had to run more. I started getting really good at that. Um, Middle school, we didn't have a cross country team, but we had a track team. So in the spring, I would do track to stay in shape for wrestling, but I did pretty decent at that. And then high school, we had cross country. And so I did cross country, wrestled in the winter, and then ran track in the spring. But my sophomore year, I made it to States in uh, cross country. So I quit wrestling, found a club team for indoor track, and that kind of snowballed into everything where I was just committed to running. All right. Um, Correct me if I'm, I might be wrong. You ran for Carlisle, right? Just my senior year, I ran for Carlisle. I'm originally okay. from uh, Waynesburg, PA, out by Pittsburgh.
0: All right. I thought I recognized your name and I was like, I'm pretty sure I, I yeah. remember seeing you at the Carlisle Invitational. All right. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, oh, so, yeah. Yeah. You got any like you know, people are kind of superstitious. Is there any like pre-game routine or pre-race routines, you know, meals that you feel like you have to eat? Music um, you play?
1: Not really. I really don't eat before I run. Just personally, I'm not hungry. And I'll eat like four or five hours before I'll eat something kind of bigger. So it'll hold me over. I'll maybe have a granola bar or something. But other than that, really don't like to eat before I run. Uh ritual is not really, um, there's a certain warm up I do. We do at Carlisle. We do five, 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 which is you do like five minutes of jogging, five minutes of tempo, five minutes of sprints. So that's like just the warm up I usually stick with. But other than that, yeah, I'm not hugely superstitious, but I like to stay consistent.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Consistency is something you want to stay with and run in running. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so obviously you're going to Chippensburg. Um, how do you balance uh, your school life and your athletic life?
1: Um, that's, yeah, it's kind of hard. Um, that's That goes back to whenever we have recruits and stuff and they always come in. The first thing they ask is, what's the biggest jump between high school to college? And I always say it's the independence, which is there are days where Spence would just say, hey, you have two runs today. Get them in wherever you can. And I'll have to wake up at 6 a.m., run before my 8 a.m. class, go to class, run at noon in between my... 10 o'clock class and my two o'clock class and i'm I'm both by myself so it is hard there were nights freshman year where i was running at nine o'clock 10 o'clock at night and late october when it was 20 degrees out so it is hard um you just got to make sure you're you're planning ahead you're planning everything out talk with your friends talk with everyone ahead of you use every resource you have available including teammates coaches staff um now as i'm getting older i'm getting sore and getting injuries so it's even harder because now I got to squeeze in 30 minutes before every run to stretch 30 minutes after every run to ice bath and stretch so that just makes more but you got to keep doing that if you want to stay in it stay healthy so that's what it comes down to just managing time planning ahead doing everything right taking advice when people give it to you which is good so Mm -hmm.
0: you know you mentioned that you can you just kind of get told hey you need two runs today mm-hmm. and that's obviously different than high yeah. school you know i'm still in high school and they yeah. kind of have you know, they have structured practice yeah. you like that like difference? um yes and no because like high
1: school practice is great because you do get to you get to run with your team you get to run with the same people every day you know everyone's paces especially if you have workouts um it is better though because there are times we'll be like hey spence um loaded down or can't make it a practice like cool here's your run for the day get it in anytime you want and that's nice um there's also times where i've woken up at like i said 8 a.m 9 a.m and had to go do workouts by myself and it's just brutal and you're just running in circles losing your mind so it has its ups and downs but i think it balances out in the end
0: yeah and then you also mentioned that sometimes you're running you know late at night nine ten yeah. o'clock is there like do you prefer morning, you prefer afternoon, evening? Is there any um, time different?
1: I've always been a morning runner, especially with races. I race so much better in the morning. So that's why, yeah, I like early morning invites on Saturday. Those are my bread and butter. I always hated the four o'clock dual meets where I sat in class for eight hours during the day and then I have to go sit and wait for my event. And
2: yeah, I, can, of I really
0: definitely agree, agree with it. that one. Yeah. Ethan, you got um, something?
2: Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say, so we're obviously in the midst of this uh, coronavirus pandemic. So I guess the question is, how has COVID, I guess, affected your athletic so far?
1: Um, well, that's big. Um, it's it's kind of hard to practice. Like, we weren't allowed for the first – so normally, on a normal season, we move back as cross-country. We move in a week early, and we have, like, a whole week of practice with just the team. We get to meet everyone. We get to hang out. It's great. And then we like just go into normal practices, but we weren't allowed to even start practices till like four weeks into the semester. And even then
2: yep. uh,
1: they were minimal. You had to come, you had to get temperature checks. You had to come. Uh, our girls team and boys team started at different times because there were too many of us to run at the same time together. So it does affect you mm-hmm. um, with cross country. It affected us with track indirectly. It's affecting me because I still haven't ran wow. an outdoor season. So I'm technically a freshman for outdoor track still and i'm gonna be 22 in april so i could be a 26 year old senior at some point if i continue running if i stay in college that long so that's another effect that you have to plan ahead for with yep. classes and everything but in the breakdown actually kind of helped a little bit because i had online classes so i got my runs and whenever i wanted really i could kind of do my own thing which was great but kind of miss seeing the team every now and again you know so there's just ups and downs again with everything
0: yeah, um, I I don't know if they came out with the ruling yet, but because of you're in the peace act division, have they made a ruling on track this season? I can't remember if I saw. As them. of right now, we are having a track season, and we are trying to have
1: like a mini cross country championship if people want to, where like you won't use eligibility, but you can run there. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So that's going to go down in, like March is the plan, I believe. But as of right now, we are having an outdoor season. I don't believe we are having an indoor season.
0: All right. All right. Um, just kind of like, I mean, I've recognized some of the names on the Shippensburg team, the people that run with you, you know, Xander, Ermold, Hayden Hunt, mm-hmm. some of those guys, they're from around here. What's it like running with guys that, you know, you competed with at one point in high school? Um, I mean, it's good. I, there's
1: no real problem with it. Like we're all competitive. That's why we're running college because we're competitive. We want to win. Mm-hmm. And there's like no hard feelings. It's not like a sport where we're directly – conflicted with each other, like we do work together. I ran with Hayden even when I was in high school and I ran with him when he was still in high school and I was in college because, you know, he was just in Shippensburg during the summer and I needed running buddies, so that's good. So it's kind of, it's kind of the same as it's always been pretty much for the most part, it's just everyone's older now, everyone's a little bit faster and I'm Mm -hmm. the one getting old and slow.
0: All right, so, you know, we kind of talked about COVID going a little more, I guess, in-depth, you know, we've had some, I guess you could say, major chunks of time off, you know. Yeah. Especially back in that spring semester last year. What were you What were you keeping up with when, you know, you weren't in, you weren't at Shippensburg? Like, what were you doing when you had all that free time with online classes? Um, I mean, I was just at home in Carlisle.
1: I was running with some of the, some of my friends from high school still who came back, who were back from college or who were off or whatever. Um, I wasn't running a super large amount during that spring. I was I was doing a lot of working out, like uh, lifting, body weight stuff, kind of just getting everything healed up. Because I was hurt last cross-country season. So I was healing up from that still, getting everything back together. And so the, the rest was actually really good for me, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just outside of, you know, running – were you doing any, like, other things? you have any hobbies that you like outside of sports?
1: Um, I like hiking. I go hiking in for all the time up in the mountains at the state park. Um, that's mostly what I do. Play video games for fun, you know, kill some time, have friends that do that. I have a dog. He's working right now, actually. Yeah. So uh, he's my buddy. We hang out a bunch. That's my other hobbies, taking care of him. Other than that, not much. I'm pretty bogged down with school most of the time. Yeah, you got a favorite
0: video yep. game, you know?
1: uh, Right now, uh, I don't even know. I play Halo a lot. I'm a Halo kid. That's what I grew up on, so that's what I play mostly.
0: All right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah.
2: Um. So, obviously, um, obviously you know, there's going to be a future wave of runners coming into college uh, over the next coming year. What what advice would you say you have for those future runners coming in? Uh.
1: I, I would say probably be patient. A lot of kids, I mean, I was one of the kids that I came to college and I wanted to make an impact right off the bat, even in high school, it was the same way where you come in and you want to prove yourself. You want to prove that you're best, that you, you belong in the team. But when you're coming into college, like if you're making the team, like especially at Shippensburg with Spence and the established program that we have, if you're on the team, like we know you belong there. Like come in take your time, take advice, take care of yourself. Like, Cause there are kids who are coming and they want to do hundred mile weeks, week one. And I'm like, you're, you you can not sustain that for a long season. Like you gotta, you gotta pace yourself. Be slow. Like you don't need to win every run. Like there's going to be days where you're sore and you're having a bad day and you just need to chill. So that would probably be my biggest advice was is be patient, which that was the advice given to me my freshman year too. And stuck with me this
0: long. So I think it's a pretty good piece. Yeah. You just said uh, 100 a hundred mile week and I was kind of, that amazed me. What kind of, what kind of mileage do you normally do? Is it normally up in the hundreds? What what kind I've of hundred miles once I hit a
1: hundred mile one
0: week and that was like the worst week of my life. But uh,
1: yeah, normally I'm around like 60, 70 in season. Um, if we're doing like a big week, I'll usually hit like 80. If we're doing a taper week, I'll be like 55, 60 range. So just depends on what's going on for the week. If we have a meet, um, what our workouts
0: are. So how many two a days we have? Yeah, are are two a days like common? Is it usually two a day or is it kind um, of spread out? We usually have a
1: couple two a days a week. So we usually do like two or three a week, which is nice because it it, it kind of gives you a rest if you space it out right. You get like an off day almost,
0: but yeah, yeah they're pretty nice. Now with those two a days, is it like recovery run workout or is it just kind of like? it's usually just like two
1: recovery runs just to get your mileage in for the day without putting too much stress in your body
0: all right yeah um yeah. and then you know workout wise what do what you like doing are you a mile repeat guy are you shorter distance oh I, I can't do
1: shorter distance in my life i'm a i love tempos tempos are one of my favorite workouts still mile repeats are good anything long um I still, I still to this day and always will hate ladders of any kind. I hate changing distance and workouts. It's like, you got a four, six, eight, 12, six, eight, 12. And you're like, oh God, okay, I got to go this fast and this slow and fast and slow. So I hate changing speed during runs like that. But other than that, I'll do any workout. Um, worst workout i ever had though. I'll tell you about it. it was freshman year. Spence gave me 24 by 200s, which was just horrible. Mm-hmm. The amount of time it took. It like wasn't exhausting, so was it wasn't super fast. It was just like I've been running for so long and I just want to be done. I but, bet
0: that 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 one sounds like it hurts. Yeah, that was not fun. Um, so outside staying in sports, but outside of running, do you pay attention to professional sports? Um, a little bit.
1: I watched, Steelers. I watched the Steelers yesterday. I'm a big Penguins fan. I'm a Pittsburgh kid, oh. so I'm a Penguins fan. I've been to a lot of Penguins games. I see that you have. Our,
0: we like that here. We like that here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sitting here staring at my 1991 Stanley Cup champion Wheaties box for the let's Penguins. Let's go. Let yeah. me the man. One of the greatest of all time.
1: <laughs> Art. They let me down this year. That was what I did during the summer, whenever they had, like, because it was uh, – they had games all day, so I literally would wake up at, like, 11 get some breakfast and then just watch hockey all day and penguins had to let me down they just couldn't win
2: so did you say hockey is like your favorite professional sport to watch
0: oh yeah for sure i'm right there with you right I'm there with, with hockey's the best. it's great did you watch that was it five overtime game with the lightning yeah i that was, I, that was exhausting i fell asleep I can... i'll be honest i fell asleep after like the first overtime I, I think I was I was watching like the first two periods and I was like, I, I think I like had to go do something, and I was like, okay, now it's in overtime, and next thing you know, I was sitting on the couch for like two hours. That was that was a crazy yeah, game. It was. Um, how do you think the Penguins are going to do this year? You know, I mean, definitely a different lineup.
1: We got a new goalie. Jerry made the All Star game as a backup. I don't know. I'm hoping. We didn't shoot ourselves in the foot getting rid of Murray. I mean, hindsight twenty twenty. We kind of shot our foot self in the foot getting rid of Flurry. But you know, you got to make the decisions that are present at the time. So I don't know. It'll be interesting.
0: Now you know you said Lemieux, one of the greatest. Yes. What's who's the goat in your opinion? Um,
1: Skill wise, I'd still probably say Lemieux. His career was just you know cut short by. Everything that happened to him. Yeah. Right now, Connor McDavid probably just popularity, ability, everything. He's phenomenal. Too bad his team around him just isn't the
0: greatest. <laughs> so, would you say that, like, right now, I mean, you got, so you, when, when do you think that switch from like Crosby to McDavid's gonna happen? Cause I feel like everybody thinks those are the two best guys in the, you know, those are
1: yeah, two best guys. I mean, I don't know. That switch is going to have to happen soon. I mean, Crosby's getting old. I, I, I don't even know how old he is. We, he, he started playing in the NHL at, like, what, 18, 17? Yeah, he was in so, his I mean, teenage he, years. So, I mean, he feels like he's been there forever, but at the end of the day, I think he's still only like, 30-something, early
0: 30s. So, I mean, he's not super old. Yeah, yeah. So, you mentioned you were – you know, you came to some of the Penguins games. Yeah. You got, like, a favorite game memory that you like from going there? Um. So, actually, I I
1: don't know if you'd remember this. It was the first game I ever went to. It was the year Crosby was hurt, like, the whole year with, like, his neck. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. It was the first game he came back, and then he got re-hurt during that game. And so, it was just, like, the worst memory ever because I was there, and, like, Crosby's back, and then he gets hit, and he just doesn't get up. I'm like, oh, no, like, not again. But, yeah
0: that that's gotta be a tough one I mean yeah those, those games though there's they're something else I mean mm-hmm. how what kind of seats were you taught were you up in like the nosebleeds were you down close to the glass I was kind of up in the nosebleeds but I mean that stadium's all oh, that facility's just great
1: like there's not a bad seat in that house like you can be up in the nosebleeds and it was still awesome and you could see everything and it was
0: great yeah it's def- definitely a great environment yeah so, you know, you mentioned you're a Pittsburgh guy mm-hmm. and you mentioned the Steelers. You mentioned the Penguins. How yeah. about the Pirates? I know they're not the greatest. I mean, Pirates are still good
1: memories, though, because we remember growing up, they were on that however many years of losing streak. What was it, 24 years or whatever? We'd go to games for like, you go to the stadium without tickets and somebody would be selling for like five bucks on the side, like on the sidewalk. And you'd be like, here you go. Like, we want to go to a Pirates game today. So that was always cool because we always went to a bunch because it was just cheap and fun. And it was entertaining at the time. You didn't know you were a kid. These are professional athletes. So.
2: Oh yeah, the Pirates. I can't stand them sometimes. I, I don't know why I support them, but
1: I, I mean, have to. yeah, it's true. It's I could fix them, but you know, I'm <laughs> I'm not in that position. It's an ownership problem, but
0: yeah. yeah. Um. So. You know, keep them with Pittsburgh sports, I guess. Steelers, they're coming into the playoffs. They've been shaky as of late. What do you think they're going to do?
1: Uh-huh. I, I mean, I think they're going to figure it out. I still think Tomlin's one of the best coaches. I still think he never gets the respect he deserves. I think he's going to sit everyone down, going to talk to him. He's going to be like, listen, we're, we're the Steelers from the Steel Town. We made steel <laughs> with blood and sweat. That's what we're going to do in the field. And they're going to be like, yeah, let's go. So I'm hoping we'll figure it out. Ben will figure it out. I, I like to think. I mean, that was my one friend talked about this game. He's like, they look so bad in the first half. Like, what happened? I was like, Ben's a smart quarterback. He figured out the defense during halftime. Came out in the second half and was hitting throws. So,
2: yeah, I actually learned after the game was over that he was actually calling his own plays in the second half when they were doing well. So maybe a the defensive coordinator. I'm, I'm ho-
1: maybe that's the problem. I mean, Ben's smart. He's been in the league how many years? He's got the experience. I think I think we can make a run. I just hope we don't run to the Chiefs anytime soon. Yeah. So,
0: insane. Going off of that, you think the Chiefs will end the Super Bowl run for the Steelers? You think the Steelers can get past them? Um,
1: if the Steelers win next week and they can go into the second seed,
0: I think they can beat the Chiefs in the AFC final. If we see them before that, I don't know if we can beat them. All right. Now, you know, me, Ethan, and then you, we're all three Steelers fans. Now, mm-hmm. I also cheer for the Arizona Cardinals, but I kind of split both ways. But so I got to say, I did call the Washington football team beating the Steelers. How did you feel when that perfect season ended on such a bad team?
1: Honestly, I feel like that was for the best. I feel like who would have lost to somebody like close, like the Chiefs. I feel like it would be like, that's in your head going into the playoffs. You know, like, oh, we lost a close one to a great team. Like we can't, we can't beat out the great teams, but. Steelers lost to Washington like whatever I feel like everyone in that locker room after that game was like thank god we lost like pressure's off like no one's talking about a perfect season anymore so we were, there's that
2: we we're already getting the over. we were already getting the overrated um thing as we were undefeated
1: we could we could have went undefeated we could have went 16 and we would have got overrated
2: oh yeah 100 just how it just how it works and I think it was because we were barely scraping by some of those games like we barely beat Dallas
1: I mean, as a lifelong Steelers fan, the Steelers have always played to, like, the level of the teams they play against. Yeah, Like, the Steelers will beat every team in the NFL by three points, and you'll be like, how'd you How you beat, like, we barely beat the Cowboys, but we'll go out, we'll beat Tennessee, who's, I, in my opinion, one of the best teams in the league, too. So, it is what it is. I don't know. I feel like sometimes that happens. You play bad against bad teams. And you play really good against good teams.
2: Well, we yeah we kill the Browns like third by 30, Then we go and lose to the bank like the Bengals yeah, and
1: with It's the big. backup quarterback.
2: Yeah, I know it's, it's it's so
1: crazy. It's football. It's COVID. Yeah, I mean at least we lose <laughs> to the Jets. That is true. Jets won two <laughs> games now, and that
0: kicker's getting death threats. So I feel bad for him. <laughs> that that. The Jets amazed me. The fact that they went zero thirteen, and then all of a sudden beat two playoff teams like that—that's crazy to me. Hey, man. I mean, yeah.
1: Trevor Lawrence is probably oh, the only one celebrating that win. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Because he's in Jacksonville now, probably gets to stay in the now, South. Do we, do, we, do we think the Jets coach is going to get fired still?
1: Yes. I like to hope that he isn't because, like, it's not like he wants to lose. Like, and I'm not saying he's a good coach. But there's, with the team he has, like, it's, it's hard to win. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, it's not his fault. Like, he's like, I got 22 excuses, 11 on offense, 11
0: on defense. Yeah, so, you're, not, you're not wrong there. But now, you know, talking, I guess, about Trevor Lawrence, obviously the idea is that the Jacksonville Jaguars take him. Say they take him. Do you think the Jets take a quarterback to replace Sam Darnold, or are they taking somebody else?
1: That's, I mean, that's the million dollar question. I like to believe they keep Sam Darnold and they draft another offensive lineman. That would be what I would do in that position because I think Sam Darnold's still a great quarterback. But maybe Sam Darnold's saying something in the in the facilities that hey, give me the hell out of New York. In which case, you got to get a quarterback and
0: see what Sam Darnold's worth. Oh yeah. Hey. Ethan, see, I'm not the only one that likes Sam Darnold. I've loved Sam Darnold forever
1: since he I won got... that Rose Bowl game against Penn State. Oh,
2: I've, I have bad memories about that game. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just Sam Darnold. I just don't know. He just had a terrible year last year and just left me with a sour taste in my mouth. And actually, the other guy that we do this with, Todd, he didn't. He mm-hmm. doesn't like Sam Darnold either. I don't so, know.
1: I never met the guy so I don't know what to say about him but I feel like he's a good quarterback I feel like he's a winner I feel like New York just wasn't ever the spot for him being a kid from California who played at Cal in California
0: I feel like him going to New York was not a move
1: yeah I would agree with that
0: now sticking with replacing quarterbacks you know you said Mm -hmm. Ben's an older guy he's smart but He's older. He's, you know, what, 37, 38. So he's coming to the end of his career. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think happens quarterback-wise with the Pittsburgh Steelers? I think we draft one probably
1: next year and we bench him for a year and then maybe let him take over halfway through or let him take over next year. Yeah, I would say
2: hey, – so. I, I don't know if Mason Rudolph's our answer.
1: Oh, definitely I, not. Actually, I, don't I don't saw – right. It was like a fake uh NFL account on Instagram they posted that the Steelers traded for Carson Wentz. And honestly, that wouldn't be the worst move. Like I know it probably would never I, happen, but that's also a possibility.
0: Hey, I mean, yeah, that could happen. I mean, there's I've good quarterbacks seen, out I've seen there. That, I've seen that the there's a rumor that Zach Ertz would switch Pennsylvania teams and go to the Steelers mm-hmm. just because they have Dallas Goddard? How would you feel about an Eagles player coming over? And I mean, I wouldn't care. It's,
1: he's getting paid to play football. Like It's like he has loyalty to the Eagles at the end of the day, my opinion. I know players are like, oh, I live for this city. I die for this city. But yeah, yeah. the city's, pay- oh, the city's hard paying hard you $16 a year. I'd say that too. I feel, yeah. like, you every, more-
2: I feel like every player say, says that, and then most of them end up going somewhere else. Yeah. At some point their career, they just. How it works, yeah. like Tom Brady, for example. Everyone
1: thought Tom Brady was gonna live and die as a patriot. Oh, no, I knew he wasn't. I knew now Belichick he's with- was gonna cut him, and I knew he wasn't done playing.
0: Now, so. you know, we've we've touched on football, we touched on your NHL, we touched on your yeah. MLB. Pittsburgh does not have a basketball team. Do you watch any basketball? Um, a little
1: bit. I'm not a big basketball guy, like I said, I was a wrestler growing up, so I was never into basketball. Yeah, yeah. I watch occasionally. I know who's I know who's who. All
0: right. All right. Now, you know, Pennsylvania, they got Penn State University in the Big Ten for wrestling. You also got, you know, big teams in the Big Ten when it comes to wrestling. Do you go up to Penn State and watch wrestling? You ever – any of that? Um, I've been to Penn State once, so back to
1: everything. Um, I'm originally from Waynesburg, which was 30 minutes away from WVU, so I always went to WVU stuff which is mm-hmm. actually where I ran club. I ran club for indoor track out of WVU's facilities, which was great. But, yeah, so I'm a WVU fan and have to live with that in central Pennsylvania. It's pretty fun.
0: All right, all right. I can I can get behind that, you know. Me and I Ethan, see, were, both, I... we're both seniors, and WVU is pretty high up there on my list of where I might want to go. So For the academics, right? Sure. That's why you want to go there? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I was gonna say I have to live in central Pennsylvania supporting different teams too. I' don't know I was kind of, I was I was raised differently. I wasn't raised as a Penn State fan.
0: that's but... fair no, no 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 that's not fair. you got it. Ethan, would you like to tell Cade what you, what fans you are for what sports?
2: Okay, so for somehow I'm an Alabama
1: football fan. oh God I,
2: I don't know how that came about. <laughs> and then I'm a Duke basketball. Oh, God. fan So I'm like I'm
1: like the The ultimate bandwagoner. I'm like
2: the Yes, I'm the (laughs) ultimate bandwagoner.
0: It's understandable though. But oh yeah, Ethan, you try and defend yourself. I mean sometimes
1: you gotta You got to though. I mean, so my uncle actually played football. He was a running back for Penn State when he went to college for a few years, which was really cool. So like my whole family is like Penn State fans except like my close family because like we're just always close to wvu so that's what we always cheered for and we are like no we're a penn state family and i'm like no we're a wvu family but
2: well that's the reason i think my dad my dad actually became an alabama fan and like instilled it in me and i think the reason was um whenever i guess back in the i guess 80s whenever penn state would play alabama yeah my um, grandpa Actually, a huge Penn State fan, and Alabama would usually beat Penn State, and that got my grandpa really upset. So my dad enjoyed that today. He's like, Oh, I like that's Alabama fair. now.
1: That's fair. See, I um, do have a reason.
0: Yeah, that's, that's understandable. Um, Ethan, you have anything else? I'm, I'm good, but unless you do. Kate, okay, what else do you want to talk
1: about? Yeah, I could talk more about running. What do you want to? Uh, talk more about my story go in depth um talk about the people I ran with some of the absolute monsters that I've competed with on my team so i um, like I said I'm from yeah. Williamsburg which uh I don't know how much you've know about state history but on my team I had two-time state champion Ben Bubgardner, who just graduated after running at Penn State he won and cross in the 3200 his senior year so that was like my high school teammate um, and then I said I ran club at WVU, which that was just a murderous row of teammates. I, again, I don't know how much you know about other states, but we had uh, Seth Edwards on that team who was five or six time West Virginia state champion, went to Ooh. Colorado to run. We had Alex Miner, who was nine or 10 times state place winner at uh, West Virginia, who went and ran at Marshall and just graduated. We had uh, Philip White, who was Again, a multiple-time state champion. We had uh, kids from Maryland who were state champions, state runners-up. Um, I ran with uh, you were Did you run a Carlisle Invite this year? Oh well, last huh. year would have been. Yeah, last year. Do you know the Edwards boy from uh, University High from West Virginia? We got like third.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the really
1: young kid. So I ran with him when he was like 12. So I'm like. So it was my first year running club down there. Story time, I just came off. I just came off of going to states as a sophomore. I'm, I'm thinking I'm like good. I'm like let's go. Like, and this twelve, this it would have been, eleven or twelve at the time. Just shows up to practice. I'm like, what's this kid doing here? My coach, like my coach at the time, pulls me so aside. He's like, hey, you're running with him today. I'm like, what? like why am I running with this kid? He's like, we're doing mile repeats. Like we're doing four by mile repeats. I'm like, okay. I'm like that's not even too bad. Like whatever. So, like, we do our warm-up. I'm talking with him, and he's, like, telling me, like, how good he is and all this stuff. And I'm, like, whatever, dude. Like, you're 12. Like, okay.
0: And we start doing the yeah. workouts,
1: and immediately I knew that I was just in for a pain train. He's, like, I'll take the first one and just absolutely dusted me. And I'm, like, what is happening here? So that was my story with him where I was – which he's going to go off and be great at whatever he does. He's absolutely amazing. But – so that was those were the kids I was running with, which and then you moved to Carlisle, and you have even better runners here, so that's just
0: it's just awesome, yeah, yeah definitely definitely good company, I would say, yeah you know? um you like i guess it's not it's not a super huge like mainstream sport, but do you pay attention to like d one college or like professional runners um professional i do a little bit i
1: i like matthew sensual i follow him i follow evan Ye- evan jagger he's fun i love the steeple um i like the marathon watched when he broke too that was cool but i mean not much is going on with pro runner right now because the pandemic and everything is kind of making a comeback but there's any huge meets i'll watch the olympics when they race i watch big marathons and stuff like that but there's really not much to follow it's not like there's a set schedule where yeah all the good runners are going to be other than
0: worlds in the olympics yeah um oh shoot i just had one for you and i completely forgot it it. um oh so you know like you said you guys are still planning on having a track Mm -hmm. season earlier what what are we looking like time-wise what do you want to hit well time and Um, or place-wise Um, Honestly, just being able to
1: run would be great. I have no expectations, no anything with where I am right now. I mean, I'm not even extremely fit right now. So, just being able to run would be great, being able to compete, hopefully. Sometimes no expectations are the best expectations. Just go out and have fun. I'm the old guy in the team now. I'm almost done, so.
2: Yeah. JR, do you have any like expectation? I don't run track or anything, but JR, do you have any expectations uh, for your upcoming track season?
0: Or All right, well, hey. Cade, I feel you on the whole not being fit yeah. thing. I actually had brain surgery this past February, oh. so my cross country season was about as bad as it could be. I don't think I broke thirty minutes once. Like it was, hey, man, nothing wrong with that. With
1: everything, with that, like just getting out on the, just getting out and running would be an achievement itself.
0: But, yeah, I definitely feel you with that whole no expectation thing. Just, you know, have fun for the senior year. Yeah. Just, you know, go go with the flow.
1: Yeah. I mean, I enjoy it. And, I mean, even if we don't have a season, I – last spring, whenever all the seasons were getting canceled, I was, like, I made my peace with, like, my career being over. I was, like, it could end now and I'd be good with it. Like, I achieved everything I wanted to. So, kind of had a little reflective moment where I was, like, is this the end? And – looked back on everything and I was like did the best I could did everything I wanted to made the nationals made the states and all these sports and
0: yeah yeah Yeah. um now I I don't remember I follow a number of the guys that you know run with you at Shippensburg Mm -hmm. I feel like I saw a few of them doing some time trials were you doing those time trials during I wasn't too much I
1: they were going to races on like weekends and stuff and I just was either busy or had family stuff or this or that or was scared of covid
0: all right all right that's fair that's fair um you got any more uh, your story about that 12 year old kid you got yeah. any more stories you want to talk about you yeah, know mm-hmm. on the memories you just said um, that you
1: know i can't i mean i can reminisce um i don't know senior year was fun there was so many races senior year that were memorable that i could talk about in it's just amazing detail.
0: I feel um, like I feel like I remember you. Did you you ran the thirty two hundred at states your senior year? I right? did. I got dead last. I feel, I thought I remember. I got years. dead last at states my senior year. That
1: was my claim to fame. I mean, I could tell the story about that about that whole week. So, my whole goal my senior year was I wanted to go to states and, and track. I was like, I'm going to go to states of the third. Like that's the goal, and. What day, what day do they run? They run. So districts is Friday, Saturday, but the only like event that qualifies on Friday is the 3,200 Friday night. Like that's the only track event that isn't prelims. So I go, so I wake up Thursday morning and I feel awful. I go to school and I literally like pass out in first period. I call my mom like, Hey, like you need to get me out of class. Like something's wrong. I need to come home, come home. Turns out I have 103 degree fever the day before districts which was just awful and i'm just like losing my mind i'm like this is so stupid like i hate this i end up i end up i'm like i'm just gonna sweat it out so i put on like four layers of sweatshirts I just lay in bed all day i slept all day i didn't even run and i'm like i'm running next tomorrow so i wake up still feel sick feel awful i go to school i do everything we end up getting out and we go to the meet i'm just relaxing there that whole day like you plan out the race in your head because at that point like you know everyone on the race you know Morgan Cup and Andrew Foster, like the two guys to beat. There was Nepper. I've ran against Brennan Nepper. I've ran against a hundred times at that point. Who um, was some of the other guys in that race? I mean, there was the two Carlisle guys in that race. So I mean, we just knew kind of everyone going into that race. I'm planning it all out, and I'm dying. So we start doing our warm up, and I end up puking on our warm up behind like the hotel by Shippensburg facility. We end up running over there, and I threw yeah. up, and so I'm just like dead. But uh, we ended up getting on the track and I literally sat in like 10th place that whole race until like 800 to go. And then I was in second somehow, which I was like, what am I doing in second place with 800 to go? But uh, I ended up pulling out sixth place, qualified for stays, grabbed that last spot, which that's also my claim to fame. If you've ever looked at my career is I've always gotten like the last spot needed to do everything so like the first time i ever qualified for states was my sophomore year for cross country and it's uh it was a top 20 with top four teams and i got 29th and i was the very last spot after you took out all the team guys which was just crazy so that was like my first time ever making the states and my last time we're making it states i was the last guy to grab a spot which was just really cool
0: Uh, that is one heck of a story
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i mean (laughs) yeah I think most people would probably say, you know what? I don't know if I could run. Here you are puking on the warm up, getting. The I last- mean, I was
1: running. I was ready to get last place, and then I mean, I felt even worse going into states the next week. But at that point, I didn't care, and I was content getting last place. And I was jogging it in the last four hundred. Hey, props! You forget getting the like state? a slow clap from the audience.
0: Yeah. I mean. It's still states, though. Exactly. Like at, you know, like, it right?
1: at last, but who cares? I was like, I made it here.
0: Yeah, that's, like I said, heck of a story there. Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like that's, like, that's, like, almost, like, what a cross-country runner is made of. Like, when you think yeah. of a true cross-country runner, true track runner, like, just toughing it out. I mean, that's, yeah, that's always been kind of my mentality and
1: kind of my, like, identifier, especially with, like, coaches and stuff. they always been, like, you're not the fastest. You're not like you don't have like the most endurance. You're not always in the most shape. But like you're gonna be one of the toughest guys out there, and you're just gonna grind. And like I've always, I was told that like my sophomore year by my coach, and I've always owned that and kind of remembered that and stuck with that. That I might not be faster than you, but I'm gonna sure as hell be tougher than you.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely a good old mentality there for mm-hmm. cross country and track running. Yep. Um, you got anything else you want to talk about?
1: Uh, not much. It's not really much else to talk about. I can talk about more
0: memories or anything. I don't know if you need to get going, but I mean, if you want to share like a story more, I I definitely. Uh, think, I mean, they're pretty honestly like inspiring. Just hearing what you're, you know, what you went through and then how you got there. So if you want to share, that I mean, memory, there's even more gonna... that I went through. I still remember, like uh, I talked about uh
1: for cross country in college, like speaking on the difference between like. College and high school. So I go to college. We move in like that week early. Like we have like our whole week planned. And like Saturday, all it says is long run. And like you don't know what to expect as a freshman going in like you just long run. No one really is talking about it. It's like you don't know. So we show up to practice Saturday morning at 8 a.m. and there's a bus there. We're like, okay, cool. Ben's like, throw everything on your butt on the bus. We're like, okay, like what's going on? He's like, we're going to drive the bus to the top of the mountain 15 miles away and you're going to run to the bus. Like, that's, that's your workout for the day. We're like, what? He's like, yep. He's like, here's a, here's a list of the directions. Don't get lost. And we're all like, what do you mean, don't get lost? He's like, you're going 15 miles up in the mountains. All your stuff's there. So you have to go now because the bus already left. You can't back out. And so that was my first run. That was my first long run in college. And that was when all the guys on the team were like, yeah, we don't haze in cross country because our hazing is just being on the team. Being on the team's hard enough. We don't need
0: to haze you as a freshman. That is uh that is one way to get acclimated to the team, I'd say. Yeah, yeah 100 uh, I, percent
1: I mean, After after eight or nine miles, you kind of just go brain dead and you're just moving.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I ran half marathon my freshman year of high school after my freshman season of high school. I definitely after that like eight or nine, like you just said, I was I don't think I felt anything until I saw so yeah um so you know I guess as long as Ethan you have any more questions for him anything you want to talk about I'm, I'm good as well um, I'm good with it thanks for having right. me yeah man thank you thank you um with that being said Ethan you want to hit us with an outro
2: Sure. So for double FM sports, I'm
0: and I'm Jeremy Zarek,
2: And and we're signing off.